Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Saxon, and I have a few quick things before we get started. First, this podcast could not be done without your guys' support. So if you're willing to, please consider leaving a like, commenting, and subscribing if you're on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or a similar platform, please leave a follow, a rating, or whatever you do on your platform. That'll help us out so much in getting this thing to more people. And also, really, the best way to spread the Create Stuff Podcast is by word of mouth. Nothing else helps more. If you have friends who you think might enjoy this, let them know and uh, get them to try the episode. There will be a point where we get into some spoilers for the game Bug Fables. And if you don't want to hear that, don't worry, we have a spoiler warning right before it happens. The developer will say this is spoiler territory. Uh, That's only like the last quarter of the podcast maybe though, so you can at least listen to the rest and come back once you're done with the game. I really highly recommend you check it out. It's seriously one of my favorite games ever. I love it so much. Um, yeah, without further ado, oh, um, anything we mentioned is linked in the description if you want to check it out. Without further ado, enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the 14th episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Saxon, and today I am joined by one of the developers for the game Bug Fables, Gino. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, it's, it's me, Gino. Um, thanks for having me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Very excited to talk about this. Bug Fables is honestly one of my favorite games ever. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you so much. Um, so I, I still, I still get shocked when people say that to me. I should start believing it by now, but you know. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. It was like, ah, uh, it was, it was very, it made me very nostalgic for the old Paper Mario games. But at the same time, it was also way better than them. If you ask me, at least I liked it a lot more. That's a high bar to beat. Um, Honestly, when I made it, I, I I wasn't even trying to be better. I was like, oh, of course we're not gonna be better. Let's just try to make it fun, and maybe people will like it and put it like in between the tier list. But some people actually be like, oh, we like it more, and that's really humbling to me because you know, first game, we we got really lucky, honestly. Yeah, for sure. I think you guys did a great job. I think like uh, honestly, I think just I I think the story was a lot more. Well, what's the way to say it? It's a lot more in-depth than the Paper Mario games ever go, and I think that helped a lot. Just something that Nintendo wouldn't do with their characters. Well, honestly, we kind of went overboard at some point. (laughs) I don't know. Our team is very... um, If you have a nice idea on Saturday during breakfast and it doesn't cost a million dollars, we can put it in. So there was actually this point in development where I was like, guys... Um, I'm not taking any new ideas. I, I will cancel <laughs> I, everything you suggest from now on. Is rejected, and they still managed, <laughs> and they and they still managed to put in stuff after I said that. But I was like, guys, the game comes out in like four months. Please stop <laughs> adding shit to the game. Like we have to test, we have to test the game. Stop adding shit to the game. And then Marcel was like, I added an arcade. You know the arcade. He did that in a weekend. Did you know the arcade? Yeah, he did that in a weekend. He's a mad lad. I was so fucking mad. I was like, why did you add an arcade? Why did you add like okay, we were always gonna add an arcade, but I was like, just put this flappy bird clone I made on itch.io like four years ago and don't stress out. But he made Might Night in a weekend. And I was like, why? Why did you do this to me? Now I have to test Might Night for a whole week. Now the game comes out a week later because um, I don't regret it though. People like my night. I like my night. My night was good. <laughs> yeah, I actually made like the the title jingle on beatbox, and then um, Stefan, who makes the sound effects, uh, remixed remixed it. So that was cool. I felt like I did something nice. cool for once. Like yeah. 
Hell yeah. I love that. Oh, I, I did enjoy the arcade quite a bit. I will say, my I, I played Might Night a lot trying to get that high score. Yeah, there's actually a Might Night speedrun community, which <laughs> I also wonder why, but I'm not going to stop them. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's great. Okay. Well, before we get before we continue asking about um before we get more into the development of this, I feel like a lot of the listeners that we have here probably won't actually know what Bug Fables is. So could you just quickly explain that? Okay. <clears throat> Bug Fables is a turn-based RPG based around three characters, B, Kabu, and Leaf. Insects exploring the land of Bulgaria in search of a mystical artifact, the everlasting sapling. I've been practicing that. They call it like the pitch. <laughs> um but honestly, I feel like Bug Fails is so much more than that. Um, it's like your backyard come to life. It's like three best friends bantering the whole time while going on a road trip. That's kind of what it felt like to me when I was writing it. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, there's treasure and enemies and drama, but mostly it's just three friends on a road trip. That's how Bug Fails feels to me. Right, completely agreed. I loved, I love the dynamic between uh, Kabu Leaf and V. It's it's very nice. Yeah, I'm shocked that I pulled it off. I think I'm never gonna be able to write a party as good as Buck Fables. Um, <laughs> no, you laugh, but I actually don't know how I did it. Like they they just play off each other so well. Like they were born to to be best friends, and it's really 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 hard to emulate that. Like, to try to emulate it. It just has to happen naturally. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, definitely got super lucky there. And uh, another aspect of Bug Fables, I think it makes it appealing to a lot of the fans, is that it is heavily inspired by the old Paper Mario games. Yes. Am I right about that? Okay. <laughs> uh, we, we had a bit of Shadow Syndrome for a year or two. We was like, oh. We knew, we knew we were getting into that when we made it, like, a fan game. Um, it was called Paper Bugs before before we change really? yeah there's a there's a really shit demo out from 0.1 where it was made in ms paint and it was complete garbage it was called paper bugs um <laughs> so we always knew we were gonna like live kind of in the shadow of of, of paper mario but, but yeah funnily enough my favorite game is 64 and really? i yeah i hear i hear a thousand year door is the favorite one but i was like 64 more Really? That surprises me. I heavily prefer Thousand Year Door. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just very special to me. It's just, I just really like 64. Um, 100% understandable. It was like one of my first games. I even made like first school friend with Paper Mario. I really liked the cake section. I don't know. It was magical to me. And then on a Thousand Year Door, it, it just felt like like a sequel. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe if I had played it first, I would like it more than 64. That's fair. That's fair. I did play I did play Thousand Year Door first. So I am probably a little biased in that direction. Yeah, it's you know, when you when you when you play a sequel and you're like this is a sequel. So kind of the magic is there, but it's not there anymore cuz it feels like part 2. I get you. I get you. Yeah, I don't really like sequels. Um all my friends are like why don't you like sequels? And I like they always ruined the original. But Paper Mario got lucky with Thousand Year Door, specifically. Really? Thousand Year Door. <laughs> Interesting. That does not make me hopeful for one of the questions that I have here. But we'll get to that way later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, 
So what was your role on the team? Okay, so I do a lot of stuff. Um, I'm the boring paperwork guy. That let's get that boring answer out first, because no one on the no one on the team does the paperwork other than me. Um, <laughs> I I did the writing in English and Spanish. The Spanish version was done drunk on coffee on two months, so it's bad. But we're eventually gonna fix it. I don't know if it's even worth. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if it's worth it by now. But out of pride and like apology, I'll fix the Spanish version at some point. I did some character design for NPCs. Like out of the in the game, I think like seventy percent of the characters were drawn by me. And, really? And the other thirty percent are backer characters, and the rest of the team. Yeah, but when you consider that seventy percent of the characters is like a random beetle in a corner, um, <laughs> it's, it's not that like mo- most of the main characters I I didn't make. Um, I think I made uh, Levi and Celia, the Ladybug Knight and the Shield Ant. Um, I think I designed a few bosses. Like a lot of enemies I designed as well, but it's like seventy percent. I may be I may be exaggerating just from the memory, but I know I did like a fuck ton of them. Yeah, it sounds like it. There's a ton of characters. I also handled What's your the, favorite. Uh, I'm I'm gonna finish real quick and then I'll get to that. Um I also handled the Twitter and I used to be in the Discord a lot, but real life picked up and it was very hard for me to be constantly involved because it's a lot of people, so I had to step back from the Discord. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I wrote. Oh, I did the puzzles as well. Most of them, not all of them. So if there's a puzzle you really hate, it probably wasn't me. Just kidding. It probably was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I think about it, I did a lot. But ironically, I almost didn't code anything, even though I'm an engineer. So <laughs> I probably studied the wrong career. Um, yeah. I, yeah, that's it. Um, I have too many favorite characters, so I can't tell you. I love them all. Like, if you ask me, which is your favorite of the party? My answer is like all of them. They don't work without each other. Like, if you if you take one of them out, the party collapses. Um, I think I I think originally we were gonna have them fight in the middle of the game, and it felt so bad. We were like, nah, nah. They stay together the whole game. This game sucks when we split them. Like, this game is garbage without. <laughs> Um, good yeah. decision yeah like the worst part of the game is the first hour when they're not together and as soon as and as soon as Leaf joins it's like yeah we're the party's here now we can start cracking jokes and shit <laughs> awesome I love this I love the party so much I, I completely agree none of them would work without the others yeah oh my god there's so much good fan art on Twitter my my job is practically retweeting paper books uh, <clears throat> book fables fan art uh, I love it so much like every time I mean someone has drawn something and I'm shooketh. I'm like, how are people still drawing? It's been two years. <laughs> uh, do you run the main Twitter? Uh, you do run the main Twitter account. You just said that. The, I <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I, I've had to ask sometimes for like, hey, can you take over for like a little bit? But mostly it's me. That means I see all the unfortunate fan art that sometimes pops <laughs> up. Um, so to anyone, who, to anyone who's listening to this that has drawn that kind of fan art, I see it, and I don't like it, but I have seen it. <laughs> yeah, so, sometimes awesome. I, like, in fact, right now, 
while talking to you, I was like, oh, I'm gonna see if I find any any fan art. And the first thing I see is a giant breast bee, in the, oh. and I'm like, that's impressive. Let's scroll down and. I, I, I try not to retweet or like. There was this time I retweeted uh, uh, a Cabo art and he was like very muscular. And people were like, do you know this guy draws bara gay porn? And I'm like, I was like, no, I didn't know that. I just thought he looked cool. I'm sorry. I'll, I won't do that. <laughs> um, I, I was like, man, I can't even retweet fan art anymore without something happening. <laughs> Oh, the struggle. No, no one teaches you this in, in, in game dev university, right? <laughs> oh, the modern internet. Mm. Listeners, if you want to go check out the Twitter account, it'll be linked in the description. And if you want to go check out some unfortunate fan art, I'll leave that there too for all of you. No, don't um, leave that there. They can look it up themselves. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna link you. Um, but yeah, like it, there's there's so much there's so much fan art, so much good fan art. It's always worth it. Agreed, agreed. I have spent a lot of time looking through the Bug Fables fan art. Like, immediately when I finished the game, I started going through the subreddit. It's all so good. I know, it makes it all worth it, right? All the bad days. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. It has, there's a really, it's a really nice community. Yeah. Uh, From what I can see, at least. Most of Bug Fables feels like I just got really, really lucky. Like, with the community, for example. Um, just blessed. Most most of the part, most of the time. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, uh, let's see. What was the comp? What is uh? Oh, how big is the team? Um. Well, our team is different now. Um, because we're working on other stuff. But I'll go back to the Buck Fables days. It was me and my uh co-founder Marcio. Um. So it was just us two working on it full-time and everything else was commissioned um but honestly tristan uh the musician uh stefan the sound guy they were mostly the other two that were we talked to them almost daily because we were working a lot but you know like right now they're doing other stuff because we don't need music yet so it's not like they're like in-house um but yeah, we, we, we had a lot of help from a lot of people. Um, a friend of mine called uh, Giancarlo Soto, he made the box art. And if you see like the trailers or even the limited games run box art, I normally reach out to him for that. Like, hey, can you draw me a box art? This uni friend called Poppy, she made all the item icons. So all the, all the, all the medals and the items were done by a specific person. Uh-huh. My friend Futas, who I think prefers to be called that way. Um, she designed Mathiva and Sasp. Um, I call her Mathiva because it sounds like Diva, but I actually don't know how it's pronounced, so I apologize. She made a lot of <laughs> she made a lot of characters. Um, Astothelis, um, Queen Bianca. She redesigned her because our version was kind of lame, and she made her like mommy. Uh, <laughs> um, you know. But, um, <laughs> For important characters, we were like, hey, this is my idea for Queen Eliza, but she needs a little something. And she would like redesign her to be better. Like, you know, the glass panes on the on the church, uh, on the palace. Uh, she drew those yeah, as well. Yeah. So honestly, I could go on and on uh, of the small contributions a lot of people have made, but 
it's just me, Marcio, and whoever like we need help from. But I, I, I that answer was really long. Me, Marcio, Tristan, Stefan, and a lot of people that helps us. Um, yeah. Perfect answer. Super cool. What was the what was a normal work day like for you? It was very chaotic. Um, <laughs> talking back then, right? It was so it was so chaotic that I made it my mission to work less. So that's why the next game is taking so long to get, to come out. <laughs> um, no, it was really it was really hard because um, when we started, I was still in uni, so I was working on the Bugfails demo for the Indiegogo while I was doing my finals, and I almost died. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I think I almost died. Um, then God. I work as a teacher. Um, so I was like, my, my schedule depends on the semester, but I was always working on Buck Fables and we, we didn't have any boundaries, uh, Marcy and I for the schedule. So sometimes I would be working at like 1am and then some days it would be like, Hey, I'm going to go three days without work. Cause I have to do this. So like, sorry, man. Um, it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't healthy. Um, no, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, sometimes I still work late, but I do it when I really want to, and it's not as frequent, and I have more lax days. You know, like it. It was full crunch. It was it was crunch mania. Uh, we were figuring so much stuff out, and we had a deadline because we have a publisher, and it was like we need to get this game out. We actually had to delay it once. Um, it was originally going to come out in May uh, really? of 2019. But when we did the beta tier and people started playing the game, it was so fucking broken. You have no idea, man. Like, if you think it's broken... <laughs> have you seen the speedruns? Like, if you think the game's broken now, you have no clue how broken it was. We had to... We, we, we were like, we need some time, man. And we pushed it all the way up to November. And it still came out broken. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, when do you play it? Oh, I actually just recently, um, like, I want to say, like, during fall, like, late fall of this year. Oh, man, there's so many things we check. Like, you know the arrows when Cab is pushing stuff? Yeah. The game launched without that. Really? Yeah, it was horrible. People were like, we, uh, oh. the, uh, you know Zero Punctuation? He actually reviewed the game, and he was like, the puzzles are so fucking shit, because I don't know where the rock is going. So we cr- <laughs> so we cried a little and then we added the arrows, but it was too late. He already disliked the game. You know, it happens. Oh. Uh, zero punctuation review our game again, please. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it launched really. We kept patching as well. Um, we 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 really went all out to levels that I don't even know if I can do it again. Like the patch notes. If you go to Steam and you see the game's patch notes, there are metric fucked up of patches. It's like <laughs> there's like a thousand changes from release to today. It's amazing. And I don't know and I, I don't even know if it's like the good amazing or the what the fuck is happening amazing, but um <laughs> Yeah, I, we went hard on it. That's that that's probably why you like it, because you can feel the sweat and the blood. Like on everything. <laughs> oh my god. For sure, for sure. Well, I guess the hard work paid off, but jeez. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a little game about three bucks built on the sweat and blood of, like, multiple people. But, eh, it happens. <laughs> oh, I made the trailers as well. 
and oh nice it's horrible because <laughs> i had to make them in english in spanish in japanese for ps4 for switch for xbox for pc for social media and i was like there was a, there was a whole week where i was just rendering trailers and doing revisions and i was like what am i doing what what how did I get to this point? Like I thought I, I, <laughs> I haven't I haven't coded in six months. What's happening? Honestly, the only the only reason I'm a teacher is so I can code because like I teach coding classes and it keeps me like alive. Because <laughs> I'll use it someday. My degree someday. I don't know when, but I'll use it. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Did you have to make a a different trailer for each one, for each like platform? Um, I mean, it's the same trailer, but, you know, it has the message like, Buck Fables, coming to PlayStation 4. So I had to re-render the whole trailer to say, Buck Fables, coming to Xbox. And, you know, it had like the, oh, the for example, the Switch trailers need the little... And the Xbox One needs the little... And they had to be <laughs> in a lot of resolutions. And my PC was worse back then. I bought a one of the first things I did when I got paid uh, for Buck Fables. I bought a new laptop because my old laptop was fucking dying. Like it couldn't do it anymore. It was like if I had to if I had to render one more trailer, I'm gonna I'm gonna blue screen on you. And I was like, no, please hang in there. Just like fanning it while it was like overheating to get the trailers out. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's great. Jeez. Oh, it sounds like it was a lot of work, but it definitely paid off very heavily. Yeah, but you know what I learned doing all that? Mm -hmm. I could have just asked for help, you know? <laughs> not really. Yeah, true. Not really. Like, like Duncan, the publisher, is like, you know, we can help you with this part. I was like, oh my god, thank you. But I never asked. Like, I have, su I have such a bad habit of just deciding to suffer, and then I realized I could have asked for help. And I would have saved myself a lot of pain. So that's a lesson I learned while doing all of this. Mm -hmm. There's some good advice for the audience. Yeah, please ask for help. You're not alone. There's a lot of people in this planet. Someone can help you. Yeah. Agreed completely. I mean, the the party in Buckfable spends the whole time just ran helping random people out for like $5. So, you know. <laughs> or a book. Or a book. Or a random shiny berry that only one person in the country wants. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So, what, um... Hmm, what's a good next question here? Shoot, I've already asked. We've already gone through so many of the questions. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna get creative here. Uh, what, what problems did you guys encounter during the development? Like, uh, any, I, any big well, issues I, that I, you guys I, can't... I, I honestly feel like the whole, like, Spanish for two months... Oh, since I already said it, let's talk about the beta glitches. Um, oh, yeah, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, because no one wants to talk about bank accounts or <laughs> what's copyright. Blech. Okay, so, Bug Fables Beta. Um, there's this item called the Acid Shake. It grants attack during battle. We, I know what you're talking we, about. We accidentally hard-coded it to race attack instead of temporarily. So this, oh. this tester was like, 
yo boss the game's really easy now i'm like really why is it easy i'm like because b is dealing 17 damage on normal attack i was like excuse me <laughs> it's like yeah like look and he sends me a video i'm like when did that start happening what the fuck do you do he's like uh i guess after chapter two and he was like so so it started after chapter two and then we started like what could have happened and then we looked at the we, we decided from his from what he told us that he was drinking a lot of items called aftershake and then we saw the the glitch there i was like wow thank god um that is hilarious no, it wasn't hilarious at the time. It's only hilarious now because we fixed it. Um, um, can you imagine shipping the game out with that? Oh my god. Um, oh, that would have been the game. Oh, that would have been ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, we would have patched it immediately, but it's not a good look. Um, there was this glitch where if you play with the volume off, like the sound setting, and you talk to Samira to play a song, the game would crash. <laughs> I still don't know why, but it would crash. So you, so we had to do like a thing where if the volume was zero, it wouldn't call the song, or it would call the song, but it would. I don't fucking know, but it was crashing, and I was like, "Why is it crashing?" Um, the Spanish version, the Spanish version. Let's ignore that. Um, I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> while, while we were doing the Japanese version, which had actual testing, like proofreading, uh, <laughs> um. We found a lot of issues that only happen in Japanese, and we had to learn on the go. And it was kind of stressful because there was the time limit. Normally, it wouldn't be as stressful because you could be like, "Oh, I'll do it like on Thursday when I'm free." But we were really nearing like the end of it, you know. And mm -hmm. for we had like this Excel sheet with issues, and I think at some point it got to like five hundred something, and I was just like going through them. Like, one by one, fixing all of them. Like a zombie. And there was this issue where... Japanese characters, you know, kerning? Like, the spacing between letters? Mm -hmm. um, it only loads after a sentence is constructed in Japanese. For some fucking reason. So, um, <laughs> if you loaded the game and spoke to an NPC with... Um, multiple choice answers you know like a prompt like we want to buy it we don't want to buy it there will be no kerning data for that prompt so it will be a super small box and the text would go out of bounds but if you spoke to the NPC again the box will be the right size and we had no fucking clue why because it works in English and I went full stack overflow mode like searching through the unity forums until we found that indeed the the Japanese kerning um, needs to write a sentence to load it, and that was one of the most random things that took me way too long to fix. Uh, but I did fix it with the help of Marcia. I was like, "This is my degree. This is what my degree is for." Um, <laughs> I remember now <laughs> all the fucking witches. Oh no, there was a lot of problems. There was a lot of problems, honestly. Um, I would never ex have expected uh, going to the, making a Japanese version would pose so many issues. Jeez. Oh, I, I, oh, I'm about to make you suffer. Okay, so <laughs> Japanese technically has no line breaks. Um, mm -hmm. so we had to do the line breaks manually. I'm sure we could That's have. Rough. I'm sure we could have found a better way, but I was 
running, I was surviving purely on coffee. So every sentence in the Japanese version is manually line broken. So we had this system where we would put a special character in the part of the sentence where the sentence had to like skip. And then I would like control H replace with the, with the tags and pray nothing broke. It was horrible. <laughs> oh my God. Like I'm going to post a line on the chat. It's not going to be in the podcast, but just so like you can see the suffering. But yeah, it, there was a lot of problems. <laughs> um, at some point, Marcio wanted to make a Portuguese version in the middle of the fucking beta testing. And he actually got, <laughs> he, he actually got to like chapter two. And then he was like, I got lazy. I'm like, I'm glad you got lazy because I can't, I can't handle it anymore. Like, <laughs> like, like stop adding shit to the game. It was like, but, uh, jeez. Why, uh, if you don't mind me asking, why don't you want to talk about the Spanish version? Because I made it and it's bad. And I feel bad about <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't need another reason. Like, it's bad. I- I've actually got a many, I've actually got many messages about how bad it is. And I can, I, I only reply with, I know, I'm sorry. Um, I will fix it. I will fix it. I, I have a, I have a spreadsheet with like 2000 changes. I'm I'm just finding the opportunity to sneak it into a patch somewhere, but you know, like it, it gives me kind of like PTSD when I work on it. I'm like, <laughs> I remember the names. You wouldn't you wouldn't expect me to suffer this much making a game about books, but I did suffer a lot. <laughs> Jeez, I would have never thought that porting to other languages would make so many issues. Yeah, wow. that's why I that's why I said yeah, let's do it. And when I was doing it, I was like, I've made a mistake. Um. <laughs> like I had to transform every single conversation of the game into an Excel sheet, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's so much fucking text in this game." There's like a hundred. There's like, I don't remember how many, a hundred fifty thousand words or something. I don't know. There's way too many. There's way too many words in this game. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll ask a different question. <laughs> Um, okay, I, I already uh, mentioned this a little bit, but what inspired Bug Fables? Um, Paper Mario? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, it's a lot of stuff. It's really hard to, to answer that question, because even though the game started like that, the reality is that as the game went on, we changed a lot of things. Um, we changed the characters. We changed. We even changed the order of the of the chapters at some point. Like chapter four. Really? Chapter four used to be chapter three. I think we just wanted to make something fun, you know, and we just did what we could to make it fun. It's really it's really hard to explain how we came up with so many things. Sometimes sometimes I would just have seen like a video, and felt like. That was nice, and then I would like transform it into a tattle and give it to a random NPC just so I could like feel like I applied the video. Like it's so weird. Like it's so so many things condensed into one experience. If you ask me to make bug fables today, the game would not come out like it did. Um, Cause I'm a bit more tired and jaded, so it would be a bit more serious probably. It was just the right people at at the right time, cause everyone around me was helping me as well. Um, giving me ideas or giving me feedback because I'm not a professional writer, you know, so sometimes I would grab scenes, 
and send it to someone and they would be like this part is really weird i'm like you're right um <laughs> i guess i i i just i just wanted to make a fun game like i i can't answer it more than that i i grab everything every game i've played in my life and i try to grab a little something and put it on log tables that's nice that's nice worked out very well i i love this game so much it's still many hours of my day of uh so many hours of productivity from me for the few weeks i played it <laughs> well that's good like honestly you make it worth it because it was it was tough getting the game done sounds like it had you worked on any other games before this well yes but none of them were commercial or very long um mm -hmm. our uni made us do some games for projects and sometimes they would actually help us get the game on Steam. So I've linked a game called Robin on the on the chat. I actually worked on this game with Poppy, uh, who makes the item icons, and two other classmates that I love very much. Izzy, Annie, if you're watching this. Um, so yeah, it was a game about a, a condition and it was like just to raise awareness and stuff. Um, and we did it in like three weeks and then we put it on Steam. So that gave me some experience because I added the achievements and stuff. So when I had to do Bug Fables, I already knew how to add achievements. Um, but nothing on the scale of time and effort that Bug Fables was. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. I like it. It looks very nice. I like the art style a lot. I will definitely check that out. And if you'd like to check that out, chat. God. Uh, if you'd like to check that out, listeners, link <laughs> description. I'm so good at this. <laughs> uh, okay, I was going to wait till later to ask this. But honestly, like, my own curiosity is, like, preventing me from having any patience. All right, um, all right. Okay. You know what I'm about to ask. What What's happening? What What's going on with Moonstrap Games in the future? What are you guys working on next? What can you tell me? Okay. I can't tell you anything, but I can tell you... <laughs> I can tell you a few things. Um, okay, we're working on something. Um, we're taking it slow because <laughs> COVID complicated our lives very much. Um, so we, we, we actually lost like an entire year. So, and Bug Fables took like four years, so you can imagine. Um, but it's getting to a point Jeez. where it's like becoming a thing that I'm like, oh, maybe this project will go somewhere. Cause we we've canceled like seven projects already. Honestly, um, it's really mm -hmm. it's really hard to find something you want to work on for like four years straight. Um, it's not Bug Fables two. I'm sorry, man. It's not Bug Fables two. Um, there will be there will be a Bug Fables two. What really? Yes, but oh, I did not expect you to say that. Okay, but I hate sequels. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Bug Fables Two is not gonna be the same team, and it's not gonna be the same place. We've I, I've actually said it openly before. So Marcio, you can't say anything to me for saying this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like sequels. Um, I feel like Bug Fables ended on a good note. The characters are in a good place. It's open ended enough for the community to make their own ideas of what happens, and it's just and it's just a good game already. And I yeah, yeah. I really hate when people make sequels and they actually end up invalidating the first game. Um, and then people can't even enjoy it anymore because the sequel kind of like ruined it. So Bug Fables 2 is going to be in a new place with new people, new bugs, 
And if by the unholy wrath of heaven something goes wrong, at least Buck Fables 1 is still a good game, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I mean... I, I would never want a continuation of, like, the story with the same characters, honestly. Like, I, I have I thought about this a little bit, and I... I where would you go? Such a good where would you go? Like, I write... I, exactly. Like, when I write... I, and I'm not a professional writer, but when I write, I write to to finish the, the story, like... It was meant to like if I die today, there's it's it's done, you know. Like I I know that's a very fatalistic um, sentence, but you know, like when I see authors die before finishing their work, it just hurts me so bad. Like recently, the author of Berserk right died, Mura, and it's just not gonna get finished. And to me, that's it's not just painful for the people reading the work, but I feel about I I think about how he felt knowing that he wasn't gonna finish. So I try to just, when I do something, I just finish it. And then if I do something else, it's got to be new. And then, you know, it's not as bad if I can't finish it. I don't know. It's, 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 it's pro- I probably think about it more than I should. Um, I just don't like sequels. And more than that. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our new game, all I can say is that it's not about fables. It's new. There's a human in it. Which for uh, there's humans in the new game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when we'll announce it. I'll probably DM you like, hey, look, we finally announced it, and you'll be like, this is a oh, of fables. <laughs> I'm actually so scared um, of announcing the new game because it's so different, and you know the fan base we have is not gonna translate. So it really feels like starting from zero again. Really? Wow. I'm I mean, so excited to see what it is though. I mean, it's an RPG. But, you know, it's not Bug Fables. So there's no guarantee of engagement or success. But, you know, when you make games, you have to you have to be ready for your game to flop. And if someone's watching this, this isn't meant to be a negative message. The industry is just very competitive. And you need to have, like, a plan B if the game doesn't sell. Um, that's why I was working as a teacher when, when I was making Bug Fables. I was I was ready I was I was ready for Bug Fables to sell two hundred copies and then go home. Honestly, even though I was working so hard, um, I just, I just didn't want to be in a position where if the game failed, I was like ruined, you know. So right, right. So I was kind of struggle with that. I'm like I'm working so hard and like there's no guarantees. It's not like it's not like when you study medicine and you know you're gonna go to like a hospital, even though it's kind of shitty right now. Um, my heart goes out to the nurses and doctors, but you know what I mean, right? Like, there's no yeah, yeah. guarantee of profit for investment. It's almost like playing the stock market. I might, I might, I might actually be better off putting the the budget for this game in Bitcoin and just seeing where it goes. <laughs> 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 I don't like crypto though, um, but you know, you get the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get you, and that's really how it is when you're making any type of any type of art, especially if you're hoping for any if like you're planning to sell it in any way it's just uh, it, it involves a lot of luck yeah but you know you ha- you have to work like it's gonna succeed because when it succeeds it has to be good um oh yeah otherwise you get like a million eyes on the game and they're all just saying it's bad um and that would be the worst that would be the worst timeline your game goes viral because it's bad you know oh. like that it, oh. it, it doesn't get any worse than that so you know if it flops at least i want good reviews 
<laughs> right, right. You know, I actually did think of another question that I wanted to ask. Um, are there any parts of the game that you wish you had more time to work on or that you had developed more, like you had more plans for? Yes. This is spoilers territory. Chat. Okay. Listeners. Oh, this is good, actually. <laughs> um, there's a few things. So, you know the game has an art book, right? Yeah, yeah. So, the art book has a comic at the end, which is the backstory of the final boss, like, before the events of Bug Fables. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted some way to put that in the game. Like, maybe a crystal will, like, teleport you into a flashback, but it just didn't... Since Bug Fables had... It, it just didn't feel right, so we just didn't do it. Um... And we kind of don't like flashbacks in the middle of the game because it feels weird um, to explain it and to interact with it. So we ended up making it into a comic, but I wish I had made the antagonist show up earlier in some way because the final boss shows up in like the middle of the game. And even though he has some presence, you know, it's mostly fighting his lackeys. And I feel like I could have written a better antagonist and I'm keeping that in mind for all future projects. Like, the antagonist has to be a little more involved. <laughs> People have written analysis. Like, oh, this is why he is the perfect foil to Queen Elicent, who had power but was self-reflective. And he, who had power but wish only... And I was like, I didn't write that, but sure. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'll take it. Like, if it came out that way, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, the, sometimes I read analysis and I'm like, oh, I did that? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like nice, I'm so I'm such a fucking good writer, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. I meant that. I, I yeah, yeah, that was purposeful. I, I did that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I calculated that part. I mean, there's a lot of parts I calculated, but I didn't calculate that. But you know, um, there's also Kabu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kabu with the whole my friends got eaten by a giant centipede. Um, <laughs> his friends are actually the art book as well. Really? I guess. Oh God! All right, I have to go buy the art book now. Jeez. Oh no! <laughs> I, I, wasn't, no, no, no I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't chilling just for you. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so basically, I guess most of my regrets is past stuff that could only be mentioned by text because we didn't want to do flashbacks, and I wish I had a better way of showing them. Um, I know that the whole point with Kabu was that he wanted to like kind of leave that life behind because he got to a new place and just not deal with it, which I feel some people can relate to, even if it's not dead friends. You know, like starting over when you move. I don't. I can be a new person, and he was trying really hard to be, you know, the chivalrous guy, the helpful guy, and just make up for his failures. But because he didn't want to talk about it. Except for some foreshadowing with, like, Venus. It's like, hey, can you tell your friends your shit? It's like, no. And Venus is like, all right, then. Um, I can't say anything because otherwise it's a spoiler. So I'll just let you talk about it in Chapter 5. Um, <laughs> you know, it came kind of, like, if you remember the game enough, it makes sense. But it could also come out of left field for some people. And I feel like I could have done it better. Um, there's so many things I could have done better. A lot of the early text dragged on a lot um, because I was still learning how to make dialogue snappy. Mm-hmm. You know, like as the game goes on, conversations just flow better. But because we had already translated to Spanish and Japanese, I couldn't just go back and change it. Now that now that the game is out, there's an actual cost to rewriting the game 
Um, mm. I would have to talk to the Portuguese team, the Japanese team. I would have to write it in Spanish. Um, you know, like it, it. People feel like, hey, just rewrite this, but there's an actual time cost, and the patching process is long as well. It takes a few weeks. So right, right. at some point, I was like, it's fine. I accept you for what you are, Bug Fables, with your flaws and your good parts. I, I accept you. I'm not going to change it anymore. And I think everyone has to reach that point, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, we oh, did add a we did add a patch which you played, which added the dash, which you may you may think, how did I ever play Bug Fables without being able to dash? And it added like three quests after the game. Uh, internally, we called it the post game patch because um, I I also felt like after the game ended, there was nothing to do except fight Maki, and since it has an actual the market fight. yeah it has an actual epilogue right like you can go to the wasp kingdom and talk to the wasp queen and the people reconstructing so i kind of added that quest to make you go to the wasp kingdom because you didn't have to go to get 100 percent. and i we just tried to like sprinkle some lore here and there and tie up some loose ends um so i'm glad i got to do that in the patch nice nice oh do you have a favorite quest um, I like the quest with um, Jen and Eri. It's called Assistance Required, I think. Um, it's the twins that are really kind of lame. Like, they kind of do their best, but they're kind of weak. Um, I really like them because <laughs> I relate. Yeah, I know you're talking um, So, um, I, I, even though they're weak, I try to make them helpful throughout the game in their own ways. It's like, yeah, we're kind of weak, but we're doing what we can for to help the, the people like in chapter three when they're helping helping the caravan cross the desert and you have to help them anyways but they try um and that room in the honey factory where they press the button and they're like we're pressing the button we're we're, we're, we're useful um you know and the quest is like you beat the bosses and they want to run away and they set up a trap and catch them and it's that moment where it's like we're weak but we're not that weak wink yeah, we're explorers as well. We're we're awesome too, and I I like that quest. I like that quest a lot, because you know, I like that. that's nice. A lot of games would just keep them useless the whole game, but I wanted to give them like a moment where you were like, yeah, everyone in this game can really do something if they try, even if it's some NPCs that you wouldn't give much thought to otherwise. That is super nice. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it actually reminds me of like one of my one of my favorite little like uh. Like, one of my favorite little things in the game is when you go back to the room where they're pressing the button in the factory, like, uh, after, like, after you're done with that section, and I can't remember exactly what happens. I don't know if you have to do the, um, I think you just pressed, I think, I can't remember what it's called, the, the thing where you ask someone about something yeah. involving the room and they say something. Yeah, God. but B, B's like, escaping me. B's, they're like, they're not here anymore. What do we do? And besides, there's nothing here. The, the developer didn't put anything in this room. Just leave. Um, <laughs> and I I mean, she doesn't say that, but I actually wrote that title so people would be like, what do we do now? Did we miss something? And she's like, there's nothing here. Just, just fucking get out of the room. Um, <laughs> I really like that. That was really funny to me. That room changed in the patch for the Portuguese version. Really? Yeah, I didn't even know. Marcy just did it without asking me. Um, because the platform you had to wait 
like if you wanted to go back, that you had to wait for a platform to come. And now if you play the room, it just shoots up honey geysers with some platforms, and you can just walk out. Um, oh yeah, no, you're talking about. Yeah, I was like, nice. I saw it in a video randomly, and I was like, he snuck that in without telling me. The son of a bitch. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he does that. He just does shit without asking me. <laughs> and uh, we we use Source Three, but honestly, sometimes I just trust him, and I should probably learn to stop doing that because he always sneaks something. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, that happened. Oh, oh, there's something really funny in the factory. Um, oh. Not calling anyone out by name. I'm sorry if you listen to this and you know it's you. Um, th- there was a journalist who told me he got soft locked in the factory, and he wanted to get out. Um, do you know the room where you have to like freeze some droplets um, to press a button so a door opens? I think so. Yes. Okay, so. We added in the patch that the key is in a little platform so you can see the key through the window. Uh, because before you couldn't see the key through the window when the door closed. So what was happening was the journalist didn't know there was a key on the other side. So he reported that he got the key, but he was missing a key, but he had, he just hadn't done the puzzle and he couldn't see the key. And he thought he got soft locked. And he was like, I really like your game, but I can't keep reviewing it if I'm soft locked. I was like, gently telling him, like, bro, you haven't done the puzzle. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that I have to tell you this way, but you just haven't done the puzzle. I'm sorry. Um, so we changed it because if it happened to him, it happened to many people. And you have to keep an open mind, right? Like, they're not doing it. They're, 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 they're not doing it to annoy you. Some people just see things in another way or don't notice the same things you do. Um, so. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah, I always fight with Marcio. Um, it's like, change this. It's like, I don't want to. I'm like, stop being such a gatekeeper. God! And he's like, fine, I'll change it. <laughs> I've said that, at, yeah, it's like, I, I square up with him with like on the ring. I'm like, stop fucking gatekeeping people just at the platform or I'll do it myself. It's like, fine, I'll do it. You casual, I'm like, you elitist. I mean, start punching each other. But, you know, the game came out well because we kept fighting, so it's good. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah hard mode used to be the default and you would unlock normal mode and i told him what if we just swap it around so that kids don't die oh, God. so that kids don't die because kids don't read and they're not even gonna find the normal mode metal asshole it's like <laughs> fine god and he ch- we changed it to hard mode I, it, it happened really 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 early on i don't know when it happened but i i <laughs> Actually, Marcio, if you're listening to this and that didn't happen, I'm sorry, but my brain is telling me that it happened, and I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I really knew it had to change when I was showcasing at the demo at PAX. No, it wasn't PAX. Armageddon, New Zealand. So I was studying at New Zealand. Um, mm-hmm. You could actually play Chapter 1 before the Indiegogo there. That's pretty good. Um, and there was this little girl who just couldn't beat the seedlings because she kept missing everything. Um, it was very sad to watch, but I couldn't do anything. <laughs> and then she said, your game sucks, and she left. And I was like, you suck. But I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, but I thought about it. it was like, I'm like, I'm not, the one who, I'm not the one who can't beat a seedling, young girl. Um, you know the seedling slayer in the end plaza? I was like, oh, I armored up and leveled up 70 times, now I can beat up a seedling. You know, I feel like my soul got channeled <laughs> exactly into that. What you're talking about. Um, 
maybe subconsciously but anyways so so in normal mode when kabu misses his action command he flips the enemy anyways and that does not happen in hard mode so that's just that's like a small thing i asked him when i was thinking that the kids were just gonna miss everything um but i didn't want it to be in hard mode i was like hey can you make this happen in normal mode so now when your your when your kid is button meshing They'll probably still flip the enemies, and they have a chance. They're still gonna die, but it's not gonna be my fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, balancing the game was really hard um, because it was it was balanced properly at the start. But I'm I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. But around chapter six, I was so tired, I didn't give a fuck. I was just writing numbers into the thing, and praying that it worked. Um, so it's kind of a miracle that the game came out the way it did. <laughs> Fair enough. I played the entire thing on hard mode, and I think it was it was perfect. I loved the challenge so much. We we tweaked it um, after launch, right? Because um, the balance wasn't all there. But at launch, if you have a, if you have a way to play the game at the one point zero version, you should you should do it just to like get a little thrill of how bad it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, like. I might look up a video on that, honestly. It does sound kind of funny. <laughs> you made me very curious. Yeah, well, you know, we most people would prefer to hide the mistakes of their past, but... <laughs> you, have, you have come on this interview and spent a good 20 minutes talking about them, so... <laughs> oh. You did do a very good job of hiding there. <laughs> My god. Oh, very entertaining, though. <laughs> Well, okay. well, well yeah, I think we're, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I entertained you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're about at the time where we can start wrapping this up. I just have... Uh, well, actually, let me ask this first. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? If my unhinged ranting about sleep schedules and suffering wasn't enough, please let me tell you, take care of yourself. Your game will come out eventually if you're making it. Um, and... The general population of the planet doesn't care if you delay two months so you can sleep one more day a week. So please, just take care of yourself. It's not it, your health is the most important thing. I, I I try to say that to my students as well. I'm a broken record by this point, but I'm never gonna stop saying it. Um, you can make a good game without sacrificing your health, and I only realized that too late. You know when I had already done that. Um, burnout is real and it just doesn't have to happen you don't have to do it you you can do the amazing things you're doing and take a day off or go to bed early one day and just say, be like hey i'll do it tomorrow because i just can't do it right now you know um just take life a, a bit slower and you're gonna be fine that's my message also buy bug okay. fables <laughs> <laughs> yeah or the okay, or the art book <laughs> absolutely perfect all right well thank you guys all so much for listening in uh i really hope you enjoyed this interview this was super fun i loved getting to talk about this game so i was super excited for this i i enjoyed puck fables so much but uh it was worth it thank you greatly for at the end of the day you know it was worth it awesome all right um okay well yeah thank you guys all so much for listening thank you for coming on you know thank you for having me now for the for the nerve wrecking part where I check if I was actually recording. Yes, I was. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs>
Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the clip soon. Oh, no, that's not supposed to be the podcast. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> no, no, we're leaving it in. Eh, it's too late now. <laughs> that's yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys next time for the wrap up of season one of the Create Stuff podcast. Bye, everybody. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for watching the 14th episode of the Create Stuff podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It was this was a really fun interview for me. It was great to get to do this. I really loved Bug Fables when I saw that I had a chance to possibly talk to de- one of the developers. I was uh, extremely excited, and I'm really happy I got to do it. I seriously enjoyed this game so much. Like, I, I 100%ed the entire thing on hard mode first playthrough. Um, except for the part where you fight the Tangy Berry guy in the Cave of Trials. God. Yeah. No. I'm good. I'm 100% good. I, I'm, I'm not that much of a masochist. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider leaving a like, commenting, and subscribing. And if you really, really enjoyed it, check out my Patreon. Link is in the description. Even just a dollar a month helps me out a ton. If you're on Spotify, leave a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating. And if you're on another platform, do whatever the thing is that you do on that platform. I don't know. Are you like, what do you do on Google Podcasts? Like, what what is that? Well, what are you doing over there? Why are you using Google Podcasts? Are you okay? Do you need help? Um, yeah. <laughs> if you need help, leave a three and a half star review. Uh, no, actually, if you need help, leave a five-star review and tell me how much you love the podcast. <laughs> this is a dumb joke. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a few, just like three little things for some of my friends that I want to shout out real quick. Some cool stuff that you guys should check out. Well, the first thing I'm actually going to recommend is that you check out Robin, the game by the people who made Bug Fables. I personally have not played it yet, but just from what I've seen of it, it looks amazing, and I'm honestly really excited to play it. It looks like a really great story game. Um, link is in the description. Definitely go check that out. Second thing, the track you're hearing in the background right now is Hot Tea in the Morning by Ecosmo Remixes. They're an amazing remixer. I know I've talked about them in the past, but they just really re- ah, wow. They just recently released a new EP called Floating. Go check it out. It's very, very good. The music is very calm and chill. I, I've i enjoyed it a lot. Uh, link to their channel will be in the description, of course. Last thing I want to recommend, my friend Professor Viral has recently started streaming over on Twitch. You should go check him out. Link to his Twitch will be in the description. I may be appearing in one of his streams at some point. Who knows? Could happen. May not. Not 100% confirmed either way yet. He has streamed with me in the past, and he is also the fourth guest I had on this podcast. He's really cool. I'm really excited for him to finally have started streaming. He talked about it a long time ago when uh, I first interviewed him, and we did a few streams together on my channel, and I'm still... Like, I, it's just awesome to see him finally do it, and I think you guys should go check it out. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you guys next time for the wrap-up of Season 1 of the Create Stuff Podcast. Bye-bye, everybody.